and you put, you know, 10 trucks running around in an area, it doesn't take long for, uh, you know, for people to start to notice you. Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Today, we're joined by Chris Bishop from Davis Heating and Air, and we're going to talk about how they've effectively used their fan wrap to stand out in their local market. It, it is. It's um, what I've been uh, heard referred to a lot. Uh, you know, we live out in the country, so there's a lot of grass between the mailboxes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have, a, we have a larger service area due to that. Um, so in the county of Franklin, I think there's around 56,000 people. Um, so, and then Smith Mountain Lake has 530 miles of shoreline. So um, you can run around the lake a lot and, and cover a lot of ground in one day. So how do you, how do you keep your techs, uh, I guess, efficient in the field from house to house? Do you have a process that you, they follow? we use service titan and you know you can you can do uh closest tech and then of course we're trying to do um you know right tech right call so so with the closest tech sometimes it's you know we have people that scattered throughout you know we have five technicians in roanoke and we have six or so here in franklin county so you know, to cover the lake area, we have people that live in different areas, so they kind of help cover those areas. Nice. So how big is the company now? Uh, I think we're, well, we've just recently expanded and we're getting prepared for a, a big year. So I think we're right at 41 employees, something like that, 41, 42. Oh, okay, cool. So I, I imagine y'all are probably one of the larger HVAC companies in your area, right? I feel like we are. Um, so, you know, we've been in business since 1947, but we didn't really start growing the business until um, 2013. We started a growth trek and um, we've we've grown at about, I think, about 600 percent since then. Oh, wow. Let's talk more yeah. about that growth track. What's what's been included in that process? At first, we were doing a lot of um, direct mail pieces to our customer base, and then it's it's slowly expanded to do a little bit of everything we did. We do uh, billboards, um, you know, SEO and uh, Facebook, you know, all the social media stuff. And last, I guess it was last October, we started with KickCharge to do a rebranding. Um, I like to kind of freshen things up about every 10 years and it had been about 10 years since we had, you know, really changed a lot of things and we had changed their, our focus to say that, you know, we thought we had a really good market share in, in the, the lake area and wanted to expand more into Roanoke. So we've done two, uh, purchases there of existing companies. And with the rebranding, that, that just gave us the ability to, uh, you know, everyone, it, they seen us as a new company. And then, you know, if you provide good service and our vans are, are very well marked 
and I, I like them. They're really clean, so they know what we do, who we are, uh, really quickly. And you put, you know, ten trucks running around in an area. It doesn't take long for a, you know, for people to start to notice you, and then you start pinging areas with uh, social media and things like that. Uh, it really it, it starts to get traction after a while. Yeah. So what was what was your cust- your existing customers' reaction to the new brand? Were they confused at all, or did they just they receive it pretty well? We had so many comments on it, talking about how great the trucks looked, and um, the color scheme. You work with uh, with Kick Charge. They they look at all your competitors and do everything they can to make you unique in the area. And, and everyone liked it. We went with what they call their nostalgic look. And by doing that, you know, since we had been in bez- business since 1947, uh, we did a flat um, finish on the vans instead of a shiny finish. And some of the lettering and things like that, it just, it really just pops. And, wow. you know, every time I, I mean, I'm always seeing people out and they're commenting on how great the vans look and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that it, it seems that the, the van wrap design has a huge impact on, on your marketing in general, just because if you can get, you know, a, a, a fleet that stands out on the road, cause you know, if you're, if you're driving down the road and you actively pay attention to how many service vehicles are around you, you'll realize that there's probably over 50% of the vehicles you pass on the road are going to be some form of home services or, uh, service related van. So if you can get one that stands out that people remember, uh, it usually helps out a lot with the marketing. I agree. One of the things, you know, we, we had a, basically a white van with lead logos and it had some lettering on the bottom, you know, but almost every service vehicle's white, even though it's well marked, it just blends in with everyone. And, you know, when you, when you have a vehicle, that's a completely different color than anything you're going to see on the road. And it's, um, it's identical, you know, you can identify it really easily that, that I think that really makes a big difference, especially if someone, if they see you in their neighborhood or, you know, you're at a traffic light or whatever. Um, once they get to know your vans, they just see you passing everywhere and they mm-hmm. recognize you. So it, it really helps keep you top of mind. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like when you're, when you're looking for a new vehicle and then you, you know, you take a, you test drive a, a certain model car and then suddenly you feel like you see them everywhere just because you're, you're thinking about it. Exactly. So. Yeah. We've had so many people say, man, how many vans do you have? <laughs> um, and one of the things we do, we pride ourselves. We've always, at first we had, uh, when our vans were white, we had a full, uh, fleet of white Chevy vans and those things, the paint would always come off of them. And everyone would come ask me how we kept the paint on it. And I said, we don't keep the paint on it, but when it comes off, we put it back on and we always kept the trucks, you know, um, you know, painted up, make sure that, you know, if there was any chipping or, you know, paint coming off, we kept it, you know, in really good condition. And, uh, you know, we got a ton of Ford transits, high roofs, mid roofs running around and those things are large billboards. And then you've got them wrapped. They just, uh, it, it really makes a big difference. 
Nice. So other than other than the van wrap design, what are some other some other areas of marketing that have worked particularly well for you all during this growth track? I think you have to do everything. You know, um, a lot of the things, the the SEO, the billboards, things like that, that we had not done in the past um, has really helped a lot. I mean, we, we try to put a catchy billboard up and we've had people call just to comment on the billboard. So, you know, you're catching people's attention. Um, you know, so you do things like that. And then, you know, the, um, you know, social media is so big now and, you know, with the rebranding, we read on our website, it's gained tons of traction. It's a lot better than what we had. And we hadn't redone our website for years. Um, but we had done, like I said, I, I think probably the most important one would, would have been the direct mail pieces that we went out and, and mainly catering to our existing customer base, you know, take care of the ones that, you know, that we've been serving for a very long time. And, um, I think that's helped us tremendously just, uh, staying in front of those customers and staying top of mind to where they call us and not someone else. Nice. That's interesting. So you said that your the area that you all service is a little bit more rural, kind of like country. Correct. That's interesting because you know it seems like a lot of more traditional things are have worked for you, like the billboards and the direct mail pieces. Where, uh, you know, just yesterday I was interviewing a an HVAC company owner from uh, more like urban area in North Carolina. It's, you know, a little bit heavier city scene and they're like, oh, we, you know, billboards didn't work for us. So um, I wonder if it's like because there's more roads that people have to drive down in rural areas that maybe the billboard stands out more. Uh, has that been your experience with them? Is that it just it stands out more because the road is so long or. I think I think um, you put them on the heavily traveled roads. Uh, most, you know, the, uh, the, t- the major roads in your area. And then you do, you do something that that's appealing. Like, uh, we've used dogs a lot. Um, you know, it's just something to catch someone's eye. They look up at the billboard because they see a dog, not because they see a, a heating and air conditioning company. Yeah. So I think you have to be different in that aspect. We don't, we don't advertise a special, we don't advertise anything like that. It's just something eye catching just to remind them of who we are. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that really makes a difference there. Most people, you know, we see competitors who put specials or, you know, there's so much verbiage on there and they're driving. How can you expect them to read it? Yeah. Um, you know, so you get something with your logo on it and it's a dog and, you know, or a kid or something like that. It, it really just kind of stands out. Yeah. So how, how often do you all update those, those billboards? Is it a, a yearly thing or. I, I, I do them at least every six months uh, before okay. the change of season. So, you know, like, um, one, we have a dog, this, um, howling and it says uh how long until we get our furnace checked and then it has our logo that's a really (laughs) cute ad and it's a little beagle sitting there on his on his butt howling and you know it's it's just eye-catching yeah 
that's really cool. So are there, have you, have you all experienced any, um, success with any type of online advertising other than SEO and social media, like doing any Google ads or YouTube ads? Neither one of the Google or YouTube. Um, we need to do more of that, but our strategy in Roanoke is completely different than what we have here. And, you know, in the County where we've done most of our growth, that's why I told you that, you know, revamping the website, uh, you know, starting more and, and gaining more traction with social and, and um, the uh, SEO tracking and things like that. That's, that's why we've, we've gone more in that direction due to the fact of uh, we are going to more of a, um, you know, congested area and, and people are, um, you know, they don't, they're not as familiar with Davis heating and air as what, um, you know, someone who, who lives in Franklin County and they see our vans so much more often than, or they're familiar with the company. Nice. So I guess Roanoke's more, I guess a little bit less rural, correct? So you're, that's why you're saying you need to hit that area a little harder with like the social media. Exactly. The same strategy yeah. someone in Northern Virginia would use. We're going to, yeah. we're using that strategy in Roanoke. Okay. And, and so how long have you been using that strategy in Roanoke for just since the website got relaunched or before then? Yeah, we started on that, um, September of last year, 2020. Oh, okay, cool. We've really pushed that out. And has that been pretty successful in that area? It has, um, you know, cause we do the monthly meetings and, and you know, check in every couple of weeks to, um, kind of go over what we're doing and how successful it is and the traction we're getting from it. So it has been a, um, you know, we're tracking that through service Titan so we can see where those numbers are coming from and, and see how successful those campaigns are working. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So if someone was interested in starting, uh, an HVAC company, in, in an area that's kind of rural, similar to yours, what's some advice you'd give them just starting off? I think you have to be a part of the community and you have to give back and, and be, you have to be in the public eye. And, and with that being said, um, just doing the right things. Uh, we do all we can to take care of the customers. And then we, um, you know, we support, a lot of local uh, nonprofits or, you know, uh, sports teams, things like that. We do everything we can just to, you know, let people know that we care and we give back to our community. So um, I think that's probably, you know, we used to do every year uh, coloring contests and we would give money to, to kids and uh, nonprofits and things like that. And, and I think, um, you know, I just think those things go a long way. They, they get you more, more traction than what you would, you, you know, you can't measure that. It's almost like TV. You can't measure it, but you know, you're touching people and, and that's, um, you know, I think that goes a long way. Yeah. Well, and, and if you, if you do it right, which it sounds like you all have done it correctly, it's, uh, it can be that additional touch point of marketing. Cause you know, they say it takes seven touch points for someone to truly remember your brand. 
Uh, and so, I, I, yeah, that's great advice. I, I agree with you. I think that's something that more companies should definitely look into, especially, uh, you know, home services companies, you know, cause there's so many different organizations out there like Habitat for Humanity, for example. Uh, like that's another great one that I've seen HVAC companies get involved with because they can donate air scrubbers or toilets or something you know, of that, you know, manner to those projects and so they're getting that recognition in the community but also lending a helping hand to something uh so chris if uh, for everyone out there listening right now what's a, a good way that they can learn more about davis heating and air we can go to our website uh, davisheat.com um, we have a facebook page uh, under davis heating and air uh if you ever, if anyone had questions and I could help them in any way, uh, you can always reach out to me. My email's cbishop at davisheat.com. And I try to help anyone, uh, contractor that's looking to grow their business or starting out. I always try to help people because, um, you know, I didn't get to where I am by, uh, you know, on my own. Uh, you get there by the people that help you. So I have a lot of people that I have to that I think, and, um, you know, I appreciate what they have done for me. So I always try to give that back. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you for inviting me. I really yeah. appreciate it. And Austin, your Austin, your, uh, your teammate, he's a, he's a really nice guy and he's, uh, um, he's given me some information and helped me out. So I appreciate what you guys have done for us so far. And, Hopefully we can uh, do more in the future. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right. Have a good day. All right.